Oh, you really? Yes, I. Yes, I told y'all. With the boonie head and everything. It's cute. Wow, shut up, JT. (laughs) Yes, I'm actually going fishing. No, I wasn't BSing you guys. Quality quality time with your dad there? Nah, me and my assistant coach, it's me and him, and it's like, so like me and him and his son are going out there and then like the girls are going to lounge on the beach, but <laughs> I need, I need a relaxation day. I'm about to go and get us a nice little thing of beer. Yeah. Have a fun day on the beach. Great. All right. Well, where's fat boy at? Right here. I don't see, I, I don't hear him. Oh, there he is. <laughs> I see him now. Wow. <laughs> All right. With that, I guess we'll get started. Welcome in Off the Cuff Sports, your special draft analysis episode. How we doing, fellas? Better than solo. <laughs> One nil. Uh, the Moors, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. You want to stay on the draft this. special? That's all you want to talk about right now? Just, just. Heck yeah, we're not going to talk about how the fact that we had 30 shots last night. Legitimately, 30 shots, 16 were on goal, none of them went in. And we even had a PK that hit off the post. I've never been such a shock in my entire life. God himself was just like, no, we all aren't going to the Final Four this year. That That's that that that's what he said, that's what God said. So, so that's our team in distress section. Right. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we have any other team in distresses right now. Anyways, that's what the Lakers. We got their guy Lakers. back. Yeah, they still lost to the the Kings with their guys back. Yeah. Yeah. And and part of the reason why is because when the guys came back and started chucking up threes at the end, but you know. It's all good. Give them some time to get their footing back. That's all we have to do. Give them some time. We'll be all right. All right. So we'll move on. What were y'all's thoughts about the draft? Winners, losers, surprises, bad picks, good picks, all that stuff. The Jets and the Bengals are the single-handedly most dumbest franchise on the face of the planet Earth. The dumbest franchises on the planet Earth. Would you like to elaborate on that, sir? Yes. Okay. We gladly understand Jamar Chase is a great pick for any team that actually has an offensive line to protect the quarterback, to get the ball to the receiver, you know? It's not going to – you can have a fast, the fastest guy in the draft all you want. If you can't get your quarterback time to throw to him, it's kind of null and void. That's um, fair. But also at the same time, 
I mean, if you've got those guys on the outside, it forces them to not put as much pressure on the quarterback and they have to account for them. So that will help. I'm not saying they don't need to get it. I mean, clearly Kansas City had all those weapons and it didn't help them when their offensive. Exactly. Was, exactly. Was and we're not garbage. talking about the most potent offense that of, the, of all time that we've seen in the NFL. We're talking about the Bengals. Maybe they're joining well, a seven on well, seven league and we don't know about it. Well, let's let's look at the pattern say, of, Q, like, of QBs, though. Look, look at the pattern of QBs with uh, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Everybody's complaining that they don't have those weapons. I think the, the Bengals pick was purely to keep Joe Burrow happy. That's like, I mean, I think he should be more focused on making sure that he can play an entire season rather than well, receivers are. But, you know, that's, you know, that. That's I don't know. Maybe I'm old play. school like that, you know. I mean, maybe I like being able to walk, you know. Mostly. In in theory, in theory, that's right. But <laughs> I just, I think this was a political pick more so than anything. This, that pick was not just to make the team better. That was just to keep your star happy. Yeah, maybe. Who do you think were the winners of this draft? Easily the um, Bears, easily. Uh, Justin Fields should have never slid to them. Um, I don't know why Denver didn't pick up Justin Fields. Granted, they just traded for some QBs, but. Well, you know, Bridgewater's the future in, in Denver? They, Denver loves average quarterbacks, and it makes no sense. And they. They drafted a cornerback, even though they already had a loaded defense. And the one issue with their team was their offense and their quarterback situation. And they did not address that, even with the trades. It's, I think that was just bad. But, yeah, the Bears should have never gotten uh, Justin Fields. And I'm going to get trade on that one. I think that, I think that one worked out really well for them. Uh, right. As far as trading that pick to them after they lost out on Devontae Smith. Who I think they would have actually got had he been there at eleven, mm-hmm. and then it just wasn't worth to to take uh, take uh, Kadarius Tony out of out of uh, out of Florida at you know eleven, so dropping back knowing he'd be there at twenty and then get a pick for next year and another and a third round pick this year. That was a really good move. I'm usually embarrassed by the Giants on draft day, but. The, the, they're going to embarrass me during the regular season. I know this, but I mean, at least I'm not embarrassed on draft night. I mean, that, that's a step in the right direction. And then I, I also want to throw slight kudos to uh, the Patriots. They did not complete the trade. Um, I think they were trying to move up to draft a QB, um, but they stayed at 15 and somehow they were still able to draft Mac Jones. I'm, I'm, so I'm assuming... Jack's got to deal with the devil whether he, he can he can have guys fall to him like that because everyone swore he was going number three to the Niners right. and then he drops all the way to, to 15 like that's that's scary I'm assuming that the only team that I that happen. Man, don't get me wrong I'm the happiest person in the life how, I, I just how did feel... that man drop all the way down to 15 I feel like only the. I think that's where he was supposed to be, in my opinion. I thought I thought that's the right place to draft him. I didn't think he was worth a top five draft pick, but you know. Right. 
the 49ers were the only team I think that was looking at him that high. And that's so if you know any other that's their only hole in their team is a quarter a competent quarterback that can, you know, stay healthy for a full season. That's all they're looking for right now. If you ask Solo, they still had Cam Newton. Hey. MVP report. I mean quarterback. MVP caliber guys. Like I said, five years ago. See. Morris, tell me about this Aziz Ajulari. He's he was he was a lot for your Bulldogs. He was the, I would say the second best defensive player for UGA last year. Okay. You're going to like him. Um, okay. I was surprised they well. took they took him over Jeremiah out of Notre Dame because the experts said that he was the best available linebacker. But then again, also they were looking for an outside linebacker, not an inside linebacker. So. No, I, that's going to be a good pick. Um, you're going to like him. Granted, it seems like the Giants select someone from UGA every year. Yeah. Um, they did get a linebacker a couple years ago from Georgia as well. I remember that. Yeah. But um, he's good. A lot of um, defensive players slid further than I thought they would. Yeah, this um, was an general. offensive heavy draft. This was... People, people were trying to get their offenses right more than their defenses, which, you know, it has those ebbs and flows each year. Didn't expect Asante Samuel Jr. to fall like that. Um, I know there's injury concerns for a couple of um, UGA players, but. I think you know. with Asante Samuel Jr. is partly because I, teams may have been worried that they were going to pick him because of his name. And they mm-hmm. were in love with the fact that he was his father so maybe they wanted to avoid maybe picking a heart pick over rather than making sure they pick a head pick with that one but I mean that's my only thought of why he dropped really they had no issue drafting uh JC Horn and Patrick Sertan early true those are semi names but it's it doesn't have the same Hey, Samuel. Now, I think the real winner here, and Solomon is going to 100% agree with me when I say this. I guarantee calling it right now. The winner of the draft this year is Alabama. Yep. I mean, I mean, amount of the amount of Alabama players that just went in the first round. That is huge for him as far as. I mean, he doesn't need any more help recruiting, but I mean, he can say, "Hey, right, hey, if you if you're probably going to be going in the first couple of rounds if you come play here, and you ball out." That could have been said before then. That's no, but I mean, it, this just helps his case even more. Alabama just keeps looking good, and Alabama's the focus even on even in the NFL draft, even after the the NCAA season is over. Uh, I mean, it was, but it was, it it is true. I mean, like, heck, I don't think I've ever seen that many, like, any Alabama guys go that weren't strictly offensive linemen and running backs. Like, Christ, we had a a quarterback, a legitimate Alabama quarterback, you know, go in, you know, in the first round. I'm not counting Tua because he looks like garbage right now. But we, we had, like, a legitimate national championship quarterback go 
in the first round this year. You know, all that kid has to do is show up and perform. But I mean, like, hey, even Najee Harris, who I did not think was going to make it out of the first round. I mean, I didn't think he was going to get drafted in the first round. Gets drafted in the first round. That's crazy. But is, is that was like, that I the best that. move for the Steelers though in that situation? I mean, I'm happy I, for Najee Harris no. got got picked up in the first round, but is that who the Steelers should have tried to get in the first round? I I have a theory about the Steelers right now. I think they're trying to tank as hard as possible and pray to God that uh, Ben Roethlisberger retires. Yeah, but I, I think they're setting him for, up. There's for no failure. quarterback coming out next year that we're like, that's the guy. There's no. Exactly. I don't think they. I don't think they're looking for anyone in particular. But Ben Roethlisberger keeps coming back, and that's their issue. That's holding their franchise back. It is, is that he keeps coming back. Um, none of their picks. I think they they may have done the worst drafting out of any team this entire draft so far even beyond the, the Najee Harris. But I think that's just it's, – it's real questionable to my, me. My Their thing decisions. is if you're going to go – if you're going to bring him back, you should, you should be doing – you should be building the perfect roster around him if you're going to bother to bring him back because he can't play with just anybody. He's, you've got to have him in the most ideal situation possible for him to be successful. And otherwise, you're just wasting the season. If you're not if you're not going all in on him, even though you're bringing him back, you're you're basically telling your fans that we don't care. We're not we're we're just we're putting on the season. Deal with it. We're going to be bad. We're not going to we're not going to win a championship like you come to expect with us. Deal with it. So I mean I, that's that's the thing. You you either got to you either got to say that yes, we're going all in with Ben Roethlisberger and doing what we can to make him successful this year. Or you shouldn't have brought him back. So you can't be in the middle ground there. Do you think this was blatant fan service that the the Jags brought in Travis Etienne? I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a great running back, and he should be good on any roster. But but choosing to bring in the running back that played side-by-side with the quarterback you drafted at number one, I mean – most definitely, think, that's like it's like an insurance policy to keep him happy. Like, if we're being completely honest, it's like, okay, well, you know, what's going to wind up keeping him here? And I know their free agency is not like the like the NBA where they can just like up and go as they want to, as they please, because of like how hard it is to maneuver. However, I think that that's a, a real good move, and it might help him you know, translate and be a better quarterback up front because, I mean, they're probably both going to be starting week one. I think they're just trying to build an offense there uh, yeah. more so than anything. So I think, didn't they draft um, a lineman, offensive lineman too? The I next so. round. Um I think they're just they're stacking their offense as much as possible. Um, was it was it the right pick? I don't know, but I think that's just their game plan. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the reports that they brought Tim Tebow in to try out as a tight end? Cap. 
Stop. It's, it's all it's all working out in our favor. I'm is this just a long it. game for 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 uh, exactly for him to? For, it is. <laughs> it is. Come back Tim and be quarterback. Eventually, eventually, in the season, in the season, you're going to see Trevor Lawrence either get hurt or get wrecked, where he has to come out for an extended period of time. We're bringing Tim Tebow in as the quarterback, and we're running the dead on triple option. They're doing. They're, they're gonna, gonna bring win. in a. Uh, uh, they're gonna have a Tebow package. If he if he ends up going there, there's gonna be a full on Tebow quarterback package. A full on Tebow quarterback package, and it's like when Urban Meyer wins the Super Bowl and Tim Tebow is on the roster, like it's it's gonna be it's gonna bring everything full circle. Yeah, we're, we're everybody. Not, we're not gonna podcast for like a month if that happens. Because no, no, no. Yes, we're gonna be insufferable. I, I get to tell. I get to tell everybody that I was right. I get to say I was right. Y'all slandered Tim Tebow for all this dead gun time. And I told you that my guy was like that. But that's I'm going to continue to slander Tim Tebow um, <laughs> because there's nothing he could do at this point that will prove me wrong. Um, if, if he happens to even make the roster, even if he's not a QB, what's his name going to get fired within two years? if he's making those kinds of decisions to bring in Tim Tebow, a 33-year-old Tim Tebow who hasn't played football in, what, five years, 10 years? No no chance. No chance whatsoever. When Tim Tebow wins the Super Bowl, I don't want to hear anything. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's like I said. We're not going to podcast for a month if that happens because we just don't want to hear you talk. Because, because, well, not even that. There's not going to be worth being a podcast. You're, you're just going to talk for the whole time and not let us get a word in edgewise. Oh yeah, no. It's going to be the Solomon point, show. Lamar should be automatically muted because like, I don't want to hear anything out of his mouth. There's no. He's probably going to be like, "Well, the defense carried Tim Tebow to us to the to the Super Bowl." And I'm be like, I don't want to hear that. Like, Tim Tebow is a Super Bowl champion. I don't give a dang if he played three snaps at quarterback. I'm going to say that he's a Super Bowl quarterback then because he took three snaps at quarterback. And my life is going to be complete. And I don't have to hear anything else about Lamar is talking about Tim Tebow in a negative way. It's the only thing that I agree with Skip Bayless on, which is I can't believe I'm saying my name is Skip Bayless's name in the same sentence and that we agree on something. Y'all are practically twins. Don't do not. Wow. Do not. Your love for LeBron rivals Skip Bayless's. Easy. <laughs> Easily. Easy. Easy. Well, if I can say, if that's the case, then your blind loyalty and love to the dang, oh, uh, what is it? What? The Falcons who have just decided to just score a bunch of points and not be able to stop anything. What, what did I say about this Falcons team? They're still going to be trash. It's not that I'm ignorant to the fact that the team is bad. They've decided that they're going to join the, uh, the Big 12 conference now. All scoring. Still don't think. I don't know if they could compete in the Big 12. <laughs> Speaking of Atlanta um, and – Solo acting like his his quarterbacks when, you know, they played for, you know, 5% of the season feel like they've done something. 
Uh, AJ McCarron just got picked up by the Falcons as one of their. Is he just going to eventually just take over for Matt Ryan? I don't think so. The Falcons didn't have a single quarterback on the roster outside of uh, Matt Ryan. Sorry, I missed what you were saying, sir. Is he still? Is he fro- uh, yeah, he's frozen. Continue. Okay. He rubbed you anyways. It's fine. But, yeah, so um, Matt Ryan was the only QB on the roster. As soon as they signed A.J. McCarron, I knew that we weren't going to draft a QB. Yeah. So I knew Kyle Trask, Kellen Mond, everybody was was out of out of the picture as soon as they signed him. Um, now, if they draft someone in like the sixth or seventh round, like a Jamie Newman, um, that wouldn't be that bad. But I don't. I think this is strictly a backup QB deal. I kind of so. they might have been uh, that I, I I saw that their second I saw their second round pick potentially being uh, what's his name Kyle Trask. Mm-hmm out of uh, Florida. I thought that's who they were going to pick up, you know, as backup and heir apparent, you know, to, to Matt Ryan. Uh, I was surprised when they traded out of that spot. I don't think the Falcons are looking long-term. All of their draft picks seems to be that, they're trying to win right now while Matt Ryan's on the team. Like they still believe in him, which to a certain degree, I understand, but um, the team's just not, the rest of the team's not not there there. You know, there's too many things to work out on the defense for this to be like, yeah, let's go. But He ended up, I think actually ended up working out better for Kyle Trask anyways. Uh, he ended up drafting at the end of the second round by the Bucs. Um, you know, stays in Florida. Gets to sit behind Tom Brady for a couple years. I mean, the GOAT. So. I, mean, I think that's the, honestly, that's, that's one of the perfect QBs for him to sit behind because right now, Kyle Trask, one of his main issues is that he takes off and runs. Yeah. I think a little a lot to learn too early. To play. Yeah. Yeah. So having someone who's strictly a pocket QB, um, you know, that's perfect for him. So who do you think was your biggest loser of the past couple of days of the draft? Solo said the Jets and uh, Bengals. I mentioned the Steelers. Um, I'm trying to think of another team. Um, I wanted to say... Who was the team that drafted that Alabama lineman in the first round? Was it the Raiders? The Raiders? Yeah, the Raiders drafted Leatherwood, yeah. 
they they made up for it with um with their drafts yesterday but um that draft pick was was off for me um that was a day one loser for me um trying to think of who else I think Zach Wilson's a loser. <laughs> you not bring your wallet? He's got a, Did you not bring your wallet? He's got a he's got a uh I, would, I wish you yeah, he's got a lot more issues. I, I was like you said you were like, okay, well I'm just gonna walk out. You know, I'm I'm higher on Zach Wilson than y'all are. I know, but I'm not saying he, I'm not I'm I'm saying his side going to the Jets. Mm-hmm. The loot. Not I'm not. I know we talked about the Jets being a loser because they draft Zach Wilson, but I think you can agree on your end the fact that Zach Wilson has to go to the New York Jets. It's not all that great. I get it. Yeah. Can we talk about how he when he was taking pictures with the rest of like the first round picks? And he looks so uncomfortable. He looks like a little kid. Like I, I feel like he doesn't he doesn't look ready for the, the NFL. But I think that's the like BYU in him. I, I think also he didn't feel comfortable about the diversity that was around him as well. Right. That's the BYU in him. <laughs> the BYU. <laughs> And he's going to New York where it's that's all he's gonna see. Well, regardless of uh what team he plays for, um, he's going to be dealing with diversity. I this think is he's true. um, but I mean, like, he's going adjustment. to like Green Bay or Cleveland or something, like, right? But you can you don't have to intermingle with the fans, you know, but you but can't. The team, you can't this all, but also New York, you can't escape. Do you can't New York as right. a player, you can't go out to eat just anywhere. Um, it's not like if you if you play in Houston, something like that, where people don't bother you. New York, he's instantly he's instantly a celebrity now in New York City. Right. As as much as he shouldn't be, that's just the way New York City works. He's going to have to live in New Jersey. Oh yeah. yeah, that's. We start a commute anyways, because, I mean, it is on the other side of the river. The stadium is in is in New Jersey, not in New York. Right. So, all right, um, we'll go ahead and move on to other things. Talk about the. We'll talk about. Well, let's go to the, uh, the the situation that happened in Valdosta, Georgia, which has quickly become national news regarding their now former head coach, Rush Probst. Um, for those that don't know, this is his third high-level stop that he's had in his career for high school football. Uh, the first was at Hoover High. And he got fired there because he found they found out that he had a second family. Um, a whole second family. A whole second family. Um, he got then he came to Colquitt, won championship there. And uh, 
I believe he got let go from Colquitt because he was juicing his players. Is that correct? Uh, very much so, sir. Okay. Okay. I was. I just said. And then somehow after that, he st- he got a job in Valdosta, Georgia. Um, the key things that got him. Well, he didn't get fired. He his contract was not renewed for Valdosta, and I'll get into that voting in a second. But some of the key issues that came up. He when he got hired, he told Booster came and said, and he said, "I need twelve thousand dollars cash in my desk drawer." At all times, no questions asked. On top of that, the quarterback that he didn't know was transferring from California to Valdosta High School, he was paying for his he was paying his rent. And okay, you know what? Sometimes players need that, and I, and technically it's a rule. I I, I back. But he was paying $2,500 a month to cover his rents. The three of us all lived in Valdosta. It doesn't take much to have a decent place to live for two people because just his father came with him in Valdosta, Georgia. $2,500 rent. What can you get in Valdosta with $2,500 rent? Well, you stand in the, I'm talking about a five-bedroom apartment in four, and what is it, four seasons or four, what was it, four square? What's the name of that apartment complex right there behind Walmart? I don't remember. I know which one you're talking about, yeah. So you, Bro, yeah. You can rent a crazy. house over in Kinderloo Forest, I think, for $2,500 a month. I'm trying to tell you. Like, you don't have to even buy a single apartment. Just go to the Grove and buy the entire building. Like, the standard, the cost of living in Valdosta, Georgia, $2,500 a month just for everything, not just rent, for all of your expenses. You know, that's a pretty decent life. Like, you, so it's one thing you got those underprivileged players that they can't afford to pay their rent in their, you know, government housing, you know, apartments. And you're trying to cover that. But when you're paying $2,500 a month and you're not paying $2,500 a month for, you know, the shoebox apartments that are in New York City or in LA, like you're paying $2,500 a month for whatever in Valdosta, Georgia. I mean, you can easily find places for $500 a month in Valdosta, Georgia. That's excessive, you're, and you're you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Um, now moving on to the last part, and I'll get you all's thoughts on the whole matter once I finish the full story here. Uh, this week, reason why we're talking about it, the Board of Education for uh, Valdosta City Schools voted on whether or not to renew his contract. The vote was five to three. After all of that. Three people on the board still said, nah, we should bring him back. I mean, one more person signs him. One more person decides to jump over to his side, and it's a tie. That's that's what we're looking at here. I mean, you're still, you're, you're still, you know, wanting this guy that is clearly not a good guy running your program. Like, as a city school, they can recruit and bring people in. And it's like, as a parent, do you want somebody working – or want your player, your your child playing for, you know, a board that 
clearly doesn't have their values in the right place. Uh, maybe I'm being a little bit over dramatic, but what are y'all's thoughts with all of that? The city of Valdosta kind of um, repeats itself when they handle controversies. And I don't want to go too in depth, but um, you know, you have the student who was killed at Valdosta High, and oh, at Lowndes. It was, it was at Lowndes, or it was at Lowndes, yeah, yeah, it was Lowndes High School. Um, but you know, there was a huge cover up, and then you know, nothing happened. Um, you look at this; they value winning, even though he's going to be banned from winning state, uh, but they value winning over whatever controversies happen. And I, I get I mean, that you're trying to They keep were ready up to up. hire a, a black coach and Russ Probst basically came in and said, no, I'm going to be your coach. And so it's just added an eye at that. It, it just, uh, I'm not surprised. It's not a good look, but um, it's not surprising. And I don't know why Pros thought he could get away with bringing in a whole QB from California. Um, yeah. And having a parent not work and not, you know, and not understand that this this is going to be investigated. And it's not like you're bringing in a three-star, two-star QB unknown. This is a QB committed to play at USC. Yeah. Like, this like, is a well-known commodity. Like it's... And, it's it's not just some guy that's gonna fly under the radar. Like they're gonna know about this guy. They're gonna look into like, okay, what made him come to Valdosta Little School in South Georgia? And not only that, this is gonna X X him out of Solo's book for life during a uh recorded phone conversation with somebody. He straight up accused Nick Saban of paying recruits off like saying six like talking about six figures to get recruits to sign saying that I mean we know this that too I mean we know this I mean yeah but but as long as you as long as you don't put the money in McDonald's bags and hand it off to players you're good we're not Tennessee we do it better no. <laughs> I mean I don't remember exactly. everybody does it. I'm not saying they don't but it's like it's always been the unwritten rule not to say anything to, to not put it out there. Like what did he gain by putting that out there? A scholarship offer revoked from Alabama. <laughs> That's, but yeah, I, this whole situation is, it's just a bad look. He shouldn't be coaching high school. I don't know if he should be coaching college either. How can anybody, I mean, how can any school board in good conscience give this man a job? Bro, because he wins, and that's all people care about at the end of the day. Yeah, but then if they lose, then, you know what, then then all those those wins get revoked sometimes too. So it's like, like, do you want to play that game? Because, like, half their wins from last season got revoked. Mm -hmm. They they deemed that the players were ineligible. So I mean, you you yeah, got he you wins, got but you're gonna are you you're gonna you're not gonna those wins are not gonna stay with you. In a long JT, you you got coaches out here coaching people that's literally done kill kids in, in places that they've been. 
Like they, they people don't care as long as you win football games. Literally, human lives don't matter, that, and that's why he'll continue to coach. Uh, it just blows my mind. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I don't disagree with your. That's how the system is. That is 100 percent right. It's just, I, I just, there needs to be changes. If that's, if that's, you know, if there, if all it is is just winning in high school, college sport, high school, college football, and high school, college fo- sports in general. Um, I don't know. That's just my take with it. Uh, we'll move on to the petty moment of the week. I know y'all got something. Let me think. I'll go while you um, for yours. Um, had Max Kellerman, who once again his takes are not always the best, for sure. Um, he mentioned, you know, hey, listen, watch my my radio show. He said on his Twitter, like just trying to promote his radio show being shown on ESPN two. Somebody responded saying, you know, I'm not going to watch it, and so he responded back with, well, you can listen on ESPN radio. And then the guy responded back with, I'm in class. And then he, then he responded back again saying, education is no excuse. Classic Max. Yeah. Um, I, have, I have mine and uh, it, it needs to have a backstory. So okay, during, um, during training camp, spring training this year, Trevor Bauer, um, while he was pitching, decided to pitch with one eye closed. Um, and that was, you know, just to, to show off how good he was, whatever. Well, you know, the Padres and the Dodgers have a, a little rivalry now. Um, what's his name? Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a home run off of um, Trevor Bauer. And to celebrate he covered up one eye while rounding the bases um, to pay homage to, to the one eye closed from Bauer. Wow. Um, classic moment. And I, and I bring this up um, also to mention, I respect the hell out of uh, Trevor Bauer because he didn't whine like a little baby um, during the press conference when asked about it. He understands that if pitchers get to celebrate all they want after a strikeout, um, so should the hitters. I like this new era of baseball because uh, you can actually, you know, show personality. It's not an old man's game anymore or tending. Well, slow down now. Take it, whoa. We're, 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 getting, whoa. we're getting there. We're, we're getting there. We're take getting it easy there. now. Just t- take it easy. That's a little bit of a stretch, but okay. Get, give us Give us a couple of years to turn over the – the, you know, 
the old people that are still purists, but uh, we're, we're getting there. All right. Um, we lost Solo there. He's working on going on a fishing trip, so he might be out of range and we can't stay connected with him. Uh, so I guess we'll have to skip over his petty moment of the week and we'll get to the final thoughts for today. Um, my final thoughts. Tennessee is still trending down um, with their football program. I think it's it's time to, you know, take a look at this program. If on the outside looking in, if you're a recruit, um, there's reasons why players are still leaving um, after spring um, practice and everything. The team is not what it used to be. Uh, the coach isn't necessarily who you think he is. He seems a little uh, petty and um, I don't I don't know how to describe it. He he doesn't act in good faith. Um, so be aware. Um, there's a reason why the transfer portal is being used by Tennessee players. They just lost an, an additional like two or three players this week. On top of the 10 to 15 they lost beforehand minus the recruits and they also have violations coming don't don't commit there do yourself a favor go yeah. to georgia but if tennessee thinks they're good enough to go there do you want them at georgia anyways i mean we recruit some of the same players That's so, fair. so but yeah they could go to notre dame then wow have a Wow. Notre Dame's the new uh, UFC. Imagine. Uh, ugh, not imagine, but uh, fake national championships are, are coming to that program. <laughs> hey, we got to start somewhere. We got get, get, to get that fake one before we can get a real one, apparently. Okay. All right. So I'll move on to my final thoughts. Clearly, we don't have solo still. Um, my final thoughts go out to my Knicks. I will claim them right now going into the playoffs. What I'm going to say clearly and of sound mind, don't give us hope. Don't do it. But yeah, yeah, you, you're probably going to be the four seed. But, you know, don't, don't make us think that you're going to make some noise in the playoffs. It's just, it is what it is. Just let, just, I mean, now if you play the Hawks, they'll probably choke in the first round anyway, so you'll go on and then, you know, who knows who you'll play, but don't act like you're going to go win, a cha win the championship this year. Just, just just, be happy with what you're at. You overachieved this year 100%. Be happy with just making the playoffs and not just not barely getting in. Being right underneath the Bucks. Uh, but with that, um, that's all we've got. Uh, Solo is trying to get back in. Uh, maybe we can get his petty moment and final thoughts. Uh, but looks like we can't get back in.
right, uh, I guess we'll end it there. Um, Solo can't seem to get back in. He's too far out because of his fishing trip and he lives in the middle of nowhere. Uh, hope you guys have a good week. Um, keep an eye out for the Morris's first solo midweek pod. Hope you like mine, all four of our listeners. Um, hope you enjoy Lamoris's. He'll be talking about what will we be talking about, Lamoris. We'll uh, deep dive into the MLB season so far. So a month in, looking at uh, what you can expect down the line. Maybe some early MVP Cy Young predictions, and you know some teams to look out for. Oh, that sounds exciting. Let's hope we get that soon. Uh, Look forward around Wednesday, y'all. This has been Off the Cuff Sports. JT, Lamoris, and hopefully we get Solo back next week. Have a good week, y'all.